It's time for Mac Break Weekly. Leander Connie is here from cultofmac.com, filling in for Alex Lindsay. Andy Anako, too. We'll talk about Lion, the latest from the iPad 2 camp. And Apple, should it declare victory? We'll talk next on Mac Break Weekly. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for MacBreak Weekly is provided by Cashfly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. This is MacBreak Weekly, episode 240, recorded March 29th, 2011. King of the Hump. MacBreak Weekly is brought to you by PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro. Go paperless and easily edit and sign PDFs with the affordable PDF Pen Toolkits from Smile Software. For a free demo, go to smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak. And by GoToMeeting. Business travel can kill your company's profits, so do more, save more, and travel less with GoToMeeting. For your free 30-day trial, visit gotomeeting.com slash MacBreak. And by FreshBooks, the easy online invoicing service that gets you paid quickly and makes you look more professional. Get started with a free package at FreshBooks.com. It's time for Mac Break Weekly, the show that covers the latest from Cupertino and the folks at Apful. Joining us right now, as usual, Mr. Andy Anatko and the Squirrel Cam. Hello, Andrew Anatko and the Squirrel Cam. Well, now that Regis and Kelly Lee is folding, I thought I'd try out an eager young co-host uh, to sort of like the demographic. I think I, I'm trending more towards a middle-aged nerd. So by getting some younger eye candy, we feel as though we'll get some of that Facebook generation. We're going to get the big squirrel demographic. I, I'm excited. Also, also, a lot of dogs who like to stare at things and bark. Squirrel. Uh, they, there's, there's a lot of consumer money there. Squirrel. We're chasing the consumer dollars. Ozzy's going, squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> Uh, we'll explain that in a moment, but first let's say hello <laughs> to Leander Connie, who is, of course, the guy behind the cult of Mac. Turn around. Your head doesn't have an apple shaped in it, focus. does it? Out of focus. Nah, that's, you know, focus. What's focus? What, is, <laughs> what does focus mean like to any of us? You are. You're a little bit like that guy who's always out of focus. Why are you out of focus? Are you, are, I'm in focus for me. Oh, you, oh, good. For you, you look good. Oh, well, see, you know, sometimes what Skype does... With uh, with with inadequate bandwidth, I don't know why it does this, but it but it makes it look softer. It uncrisps it. But Leander, most people are listening via audio, so they're thinking, "What are they talking about?" He's in perfect focus for me. <laughs> perfect. Your your audio is perfectly sharp. <laughs> perfectly sharp. So uh, I think a big story for Apple uh, fans today is that Amazon beat Apple to the punch and announced cloud storage for MP3s. Uh, uh, something that uh, Lala was doing, right? Is this kind of like Lala? Is this kind of what Apple was thinking of doing in North Carolina? Andy? Uh, maybe and maybe not. I tried it out this morning, and it's very, very simple. They've added a cloud storage service that's free for everybody. Five, You get five gigs for free. The twist is that since they sell so much content, any purchases you make from Amazon MP3 will supposedly automatically be added to the storage, and you, it doesn't count against your five gigabyte total. As a matter of fact, you will get another 20 gigabytes of free storage just by virtue of the fact that you're buying uh, Amazon MP3s. The other nice hitch is that you can buy, excuse me, you can download a free helper app that I, I installed it and it scanned my entire iTunes library for any kinds of audio content oh, that neat. its streaming player could actually handle and allow me to upload the entire collection, just selected playlists. So we're not talking about just Amazon purchases here. 
any MP3, any file that their streaming cloud service can handle will be uploaded automatically. And you can play it all back via the web, via a very nice little player that manages playlists. It's a really nice iTunes-ish sort of experience. And if you happen to have one of those Android devices, you they'll also give you a too. free app. Yeah, that lets you transfer per, transfer all that content into your into your device, stream it uh, stream it without actually downloading it. It really is quite slick. And if there are people who are a little bit on the fence between Android and iPhone uh, for pocket devices, uh, and I think that's a very very smart thing to be doing because the Android devices are getting much much better. A lot of people, I think, that's going to tip the scales for them. If there, uh, if there is no iOS version of this. There is no iOS version of it. Uh, on the, your Mac desktop, obviously, the web player will work. If you load up the web player on your uh, on your iPad, it will load in, but it won't actually function. So uh, it does work via Adobe Air, uh, so that's probably the, 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 the hitch to it. I don't know if Amazon would uh, would even uh, be uh, prejudiced against iOS. I, I don't, they're, they're always, they've always been interested in just making sure that anybody can buy their content and play it on anything, realize that there is no device that does not have a Kindle app available for it. So I think that the reason why it's only available for, uh, for Android on mobile devices right now is because that's where a lot of their talent is right now. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an iOS player in the future uh, and if we saw that web player open up to iOS, uh, another, another, another and, and I can't do it with Safari right now, right? On, you on actually the can, iPad. yeah. You can play can. It through mobile Safari. Oh, okay. But only one song at a time. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't do. It's kind of you have to hit the download link, and then it opens up in. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay, well, meaning meaning that it will actually. Uh, meaning It'll that play individual playing, songs, but not you but can't it, make playlists. It, it will. It will. It will so, so it's playing via iOS Quick Look. Uh, something like that. I'm not really sure what it is. Yeah, I think it opens up in you know whatever. Yeah. It, it'll open up in whatever application you've um, associated with whatever file. So QuickTime, I think most frequently. Ah, if you interesting. Have, okay, if you uh, have, uh, um, uh, you can do it inside uh, one of the browsers, the other alternative yeah, browsers. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying that right now just to see. Because actually, I most to... interestingly, it'll play video too. Oh. So, but I now, do they currently up. store stuff in? Uh, in they don't. It's only music right now that's in the cloud. No, you can you can store it. It's it's a regular Dropbox style storage. You can oh, put anything look at you this, want. Though. Look at this. Your browser is not supported. Yes, yeah, that's that's what that's what I got this morning. And if you if you click through that, it will load up the player. Uh, and I was able to tap on songs, and it looked like it was trying to play it, but it would just never the, the scrubber would never move past the zero uh, minutes, zero seconds. Are you doing this? So I, uh, well, yeah, you, you have to click and hold, I think, or so, uh, and hit the download link. There's a down. There should be a pop down. Ah, menu, so it's instead of the player link, I have to do the download link. Yeah. And then okay, Tap so I'm gonna check download check that. Play. And download. That's just kind of a workaround because okay. Well, that's, that's that's just the standard behavior that would work right. in any web browser. Right. So now I'm just going to try. Yeah, except I'm going to try. It's going to play it as you said, Leander, through QuickTime. Yeah. Uh, okay, but one song at a time. Hey, at least I have right. access to it. That's again. I mean, that's, that's the standard iOS. Yeah. There's. No, is there any way I can save that now to my iPad? No. Well, so, uh. I don't believe so. No. No. No, I don't think so. But someone's going to come out with an app pretty quickly. I think it's just a matter of time, and I don't think there's any reason why there yeah, shouldn't be I, an app, right? I think Amazon's going to come out with that. I don't yeah. see, and they're not a company that cares. They, 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 don't, they don't have allegiance to Google. They just have allegiance to their own app store and their own content store. So I, I think I, I would not be surprised if somewhere inside there there was a decision that let's develop the the Android app first because we know for because given that we own an app store. We are. We know right. for a fact that we can get this installed on all. We'll get approved for all Android devices. You know, We're not so 100% sure that if we write the iOS app first, that Apple will allow it immediately. 
uh, it, it gets it's kind of an end around on the music companies. It in effect means that once you bought a song on you know when you buy a song on iTunes and you download it without Apple will you know you can only download it once. You're supposed to back it up. And we know that you can call Apple once in a while and and say oh, I lost everything and they'll kind of re let you re download it. But it's not you're not supposed to. Now if you buy something on Amazon MP3, it's on your cloud storage up to 20 gigabytes. So in a way that's kind of like re download. Um, that's the only thing. It seems to me that it's a, a real advantage. I guess being able to stream it to your phone is of advantage. Although with, with RDO and Rhapsody and all these other streaming services, I'm not sure you gain much by that. But Free. there's a difference between ownership, even the, even right. even with people the like to own. own ownership. Yeah. Owner, right. People like to uh, own. Yeah. But also remember remember that it's not just the stuff you purchase. It's also the stuff that's already on your on your system. So I you I, can I, upload quickly, it. Uplo yeah. I quickly uploaded two playlists, and that means that now any device that I have that's not an iOS device can access that and play without any syncing. Leander. Well, the fact that Amazon can do this now has got to be a sign that uh, the record companies are uh, loosening the licensing yeah. terms a little, and I'm sure it's going to come to Apple too. Apparently, the big tr problem with Apple implementing this was that the uh, record companies wanted to assure that people were downloading to devices that they owned. And not download to other people's devices. You know, is there I, is there a guarantee through Amazon system that that's the case? I don't think so, right? You could play. I have it. a clue. I don't think so. No, I no, just imagine they're loosening it up a little. I just log I think, into my Amazon account and on any device, and I could play it. That's that's what I found yeah. so interesting. I, I, I would have expected that all Amazon MP3 purchases would transfer over, but it was transferring over as, uh, stuff that I'd ripped from CD right. and stuff I downloaded from God knows where. It doesn't seem to all it seemed to be looking for is is it encoded with the right type of uh, uh, of encoding for the streaming players to, to serve. Yeah. This, this is so this and this was what the rumor was that Apple was building the North Carolina data center for that they were going to you know that's why they bought Lala because Lala did something similar. Right. So this is uh, what the Lala thing did. Yeah. yeah. This is what the Lala service did almost yeah. exactly. So uh, I mean this is good. Uh, 20 gigs is not enough for most many people. I don't know. 20 gigs is I couldn't put my record collection on it but I guess 20 I could put 20 gigs of music that's a significant amount. It's more than I can put on my iPod, I guess. Yeah. Is it? Right. And you, yeah, you probably should build lists, playlists yeah. for streaming. Wait, no, wait a minute. I can get a 160 gig iPod, so I could even put more on my iPod. Yeah, but remember that that's just for that's just for free content. If you want to expand it, you can. Uh, plus, like, that's I right. To, Everything I, you I buy to... on Amazon. So, if I think this is my understanding, 20 gigs immediately opens up when you buy an album on Amazon, but everything you buy on Amazon does not count against it. So you could buy all your... This is a big advantage for Amazon. If, if All right. music you buy on Amazon is stored for free automatically. That, that's my understanding. I do have a couple questions in just to make sure that I understand it correctly, but that is my understanding. Uh, and doesn't it give you... Doesn't it give people sort of that extra sort of oomph that if, they're, if they don't... A lot of people, they don't really know whether they should be buying music via iTunes or via Amazon MP3. This is a nice advantage. If I know that every single purchase I buy, I don't even have to worry about ever uploading it back to uh, this Amazon cloud service. But I know that I'll have it on iTunes. I know I'll automatically have it available for streaming wherever I go. Over the course of a year or two, all the albums and all the tracks just automatically being available for streaming. That's interesting. That's definitely going to turn my head. Yeah, I'm excited. I think this is uh, this is great. Leander, do you think uh, Am Apple will immediately, like in the next week or two, announce something similar? <laughs> I doubt it. No, no. I think Apple's. You know that that they've got time to uh, to, to to take their time to uh, to come up uh, with some you know alternative. But I think they've got to get into streaming. I mean, you know, all of the most exciting music services uh, are streaming: Spotify, yeah. Radio, Yeah, uh, Napster, Rhapsody. Even those guys, you know, are pretty good. I got a Sonos system. 
Love and, Sonos. Uh, you know, it, it's it's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I use radio on Sonos. Yeah, I can use Rhapsody or radio on Sonos. Oh, now that yeah. would be a nice yeah. app, and I, I I bet you Sonos will announce this any minute now. Is it access to your clouds, Amazon Cloud on Sonos? That gets very right. so. So for those who don't know, I know you know, Andy. Those Sonoses are those Wi-Fi. They're just speakers you plug into the wall that hook up into your Wi-Fi and then can play music from the internet, right? Internet radio, um, you know, Pandora, Rhapsody, RDO, and can play your collection using uh, the iTunes Music server. But even better if they could use this uh, this cloud storage. Then my whole that from now on. I mean, I guess the question is why buy from iTunes? Would, is this going to hurt iTunes? It's at, for it's a got, long. Yeah, I don't see any. I don't see any point in buying music at all. You know, I, uh, <laughs> Why not just steal it all, put it on Amazon? No, no. Well, but if no, you're going to buy music, like this is a major advantage. Well, you're right. I mean, you've got RDO, you've got Rhapsody, you've got Spotify outside the U.S., so you don't need. You pay the ten dollar a month fee, and you've got it. It makes much more sense, I think, because you get a yeah. whole bunch of new music. You get a much, much bigger access to a much bigger library than you would if you were buying it one song at a time from a, you know, either iTunes or Amazon. Is, I know nobody cares about this. Days, is, there, you know. is there a quality uh, concern? Do I get better quality music if I buy it on Amazon? Isn't it 320 uh, kilobit MP3s? Yeah, they, they were one of the first ones to go to high bit rate. Yeah. Uh, right, high bit rate and unlocked. Although it's it's going to really define for people how they listen to music. I like Rhapsody and I like uh, these, uh, I like Pandora, but I like to have music that I own and I control and that I can just simply assemble and get uh, get on the fly. Uh, I'm not sure how comfortable I'd be having, making sure that m my access to my music is always dependent on a, on a separate app. So I, I do I do like buying and downloading. MP3. But let me ask the question again. Does this mean that, uh, well, actually, I can ask the chat room, too. Uh, you know, Alex Lindsay, who's not here today, he's taking the, the day off, he's in Paris, I think, um, is always said, oh, but the experience buying music is so much better on iTunes, that's why I don't buy it, even though I know it's cheaper on Amazon. I've been buying most of my music on Amazon these days. Is there, is, does this mean a mass exodus away from iTunes or are people going to stay with iTunes just because it's easy? I'm not sure if there could ever be a mass exodus away because it is so simple, especially since especially since that there are always uh, those mobile apps allow allow purchasing to be so easy and so pretty much instinctive. And Alex is right. It, uh, iTunes does a really good job of saying here are, here are things that are similar to the thing you're looking for right now. Uh, but I find myself more and more if I use the iTunes store to browse, I'm very often going to the Amazon store to purchase. We should we should mention that this is right now uh, as of now this is U.S. only in the Amazon MP3 yep. store. So uh, I'm talking about U.S. only at this point. Of course, if you're outside the U.S., you can you'll continue to buy where you buy. Uh, Doctor Mom says I'm going to leave iTunes because of this. Lennon two hundred one says you'd have to be seriously lazy to choose iTunes over Amazon now, um, unless you set your account to auto renew to a paid plan. The twenty gigabyte plan reverts to a free plan one year from the date of your mp3 album purchase so you have to continue to buy one mp3 album purchase a, 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 a year to keep getting the 20 gigabytes i don't know what the paid plan is have they announced a paid plan additional storage plans oh yeah here they are are available from 20 to a terabyte holy cow so a terabyte is a thousand dollars a year <laughs> i'm sorry i shouldn't laugh uh you could put video on this as well also known as the BitTorrent plan. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a flat rate buck a gigabyte a year. That's what it costs. Buck a big gigabyte a year. Uh, it's 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 free though if you buy one. Twenty gigs is free if you buy one 
MP3 album from Amazon. And of course, as long as you continue to buy MP your, all your songs, this really does encourage you to buy your music if you're going to buy music from Amazon. But Leander, Absolutely. you're not giving up your, uh, your, what do you have, Spotify? What do you have? Actually, I do have Spotify, yeah. But I had to go jump through all these hoops to get it. I had to buy a, um, you know, what do you call it, a VPN, a British VPN. Right, because you, have, cause you so can't do it in the an US. I get a London IP address. Yeah. But I, I use it for um, uh, the BBC's iPlayer, too. Ah, you know, so, so you already I have get, that. Uh, yeah, so I... I um, yeah, and it, it does, you know, it goes a little bit too too far. But, you know, radio here in, in this country. I like just, radio or RDO or whatever yeah, it's called. I yeah. like it. Uh, and I, I think times have changed. You know, Steve Jobs was right when he said that people want to own and buy their music and they want to buy it a, a dollar a time. But, you know, that was 10 years ago. I think these days now it makes much more sense to get a subscription service. And even Rhapsody and Napster are really good, too. You know, what's really interesting is that uh, an audio file will say this. This is the end of high quality <laughs> recordings. <laughs> I mean, it just means everybody's using MP3 now. And uh, why would you, you know, I mean, uh, you'd have to be... I guess that's true. You know, I, I don't know if that's the end. Uh, it's, everybody that we know buys all of their music digitally. But the last time that I saw sales figures for what percentage of the entire music market is CD, it's still it's still hugely the majority of oh, all really? sales worldwide. Uh, it's trending downward, but it's still... I. I I, I seem to remember to still something something above seventy percent or seventy five. Our CDs, physical media is still by dollar oh. unit sales uh, the main driver of of, uh, of 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 sales. There's nowhere in my little town of Petaluma that I could buy a CD. Oh, I take it back. Starbucks, they have five. <laughs> but there's there's no record store anymore. The last one closed uh, months ago. Uh, there's a Best Buy down the road out of town uh, that still sells CDs. Last time I checked, but mm -hmm. who sells CDs anymore? Target, Best Buy, yeah. Walmart, Amazon. Yeah, I, I Amazon. Buy, yeah, you're right. I, could buy I still buy if if uh, all my almost all of my album purchases are still via CD because if I'm going to buy the entire album, it's worth a couple extra bucks to have uncompressed, highest quality archival that I could then transcode into whatever compression format I, I ever want at any time. I agree. Feature. But then you've got this plastic you've got to get rid of. I'll keep it. No, we'll keep it because that's why later on, two, 10 years from now, I, I might want to remaster it to something else. And because it's an unlocked, uncompressed format, I'll have a really good master to go from. If, if there's any reason why I, will, why I will always have at least one storage locker, it's so that I always have all the paper books that I might ever want to remaster, all the, all the, all the laser discs I might want to remaster, and all the CDs I might want to remaster. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say the that, that audio files are just, are, are you know, increasingly uh, a minority and that almost everybody now listens to <laughs> compressed music with crappy earbuds yeah. on an iPod. Right, and, exactly. <laughs> if you're listening through your, your iPod earphones, you know, you're not going to tell. It's sell. terrible. And, uh, and this just encourages that, although, you know, in a way, more people are listening to music than ever before. But on right. the other hand, the music that they're listening to is, is of somewhat inferior reproduction. Uh, but one of the interesting things about Amazon's move today is that... Um, you know, it shows that they are probably uh, a much bigger competitor to Apple than most people mm -hmm. give it credit for. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, they're the only one. Um, the, the, the big weakness with um, Android is the lack of, uh, you know, a content strategy. They don't have a store right. where you can go and buy music and movies. It's not easy to get. You know, it's, a, it's still a pain in the ass to get um, video onto, you know, your Android tablet. Um, you can't load it up the way you can. Just a matter um, of time before yeah. Amazon does that, right? I mean, they, they're, they've got the Android app store now, much to Apple's chagrin. 
they've got this cloud storage on Android now. I think it's just a matter of time before they're doing cloud storage sales of music and uh, movies as well as music. In fact, well, I don't know why they didn't launch that. I honestly feel as though this is kind of like that moment in the game where the, the, the manager walks up to the mound, puts his hand on the pitcher's yeah. shoulder, and yeah. asks for that ball. Because <laughs> Google has had a few years now to actually do something serious with Android, no, and not, they've not been nothing happen. but yeah. beating batters for, and consumers for three years now. This is Android saying, guys, you got kind of an okay OS here. What you need is a bunch of grown-ups who actually know how to make a consumer but product. I think from Google's point of view... Uh, that's exactly what they wanted. I don't think Google wanted that's, to become yeah, exactly. a retail that, that's giant. That's great. All they all they care about is they want making sure that you, they want they, what they want is people to use the OS and to right. use their browsers so they get the click throughs and they get that metric and that information. So Google's glad to take to leave the mound and say I'd say so. They, they they would have been gladder if their if their bookstore made any traction whatsoever. Yeah. They would have been gladder if yeah. they were able to do anything with selling music and content like that. I think that deep deep down when they get gonna get them good and drunk, they'll you'll admit that we have no idea what we're doing there. We know how to there there are layers between the CPU and the user. And Google gets lost somewhere well before the user. And at some point, that's where you hand the ball to someone like Amazon to make a nice final product. Yeah, and I think that uh, it also um, raises, uh, you know, uh, monopoly questions that Google doesn't want to have to answer. So let, you know, it's nice. Uh, let there be an ecosystem. Apple, that's where Apple's success is in this kind of unified ecosystem. But if, but if Google does it all, there's going to be a lot of antitrust questions. So it's good. Uh, Google likes it. Let Amazon do it. That's great. I agree. That's good. Um, and, and I think Google makes its money in advertising, last I checked. I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think they care. <laughs> Very interesting. We're going to find out what Andy's doing with a squirrel eating behind him. And, and frankly, that squirrel is hungry because he hasn't stopped eating since the show began. That's a different squirrel. We we labor law says we have to hire twins. Ah. Uh, so they get every, every, every squirrel gets 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off. Perfect. Perfect. Do they have a little spit bucket? No, 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 no child, uh, no, no, no uh, animal rights letters, please. It's, they're really very happy. <laughs> we'll put a disclaimer at the end of the show saying no squirrels were harmed in the making of Mac Break Weekly. I'm no trans fats in the peanut butter either. They're no, really it's healthy. healthy food. Coming up also, a visit from Cat and Neil, the guy who puts together those crazy geek cruises, Mac Mania. Uh, I was just on the Mac Mania 11, had a blast. You've been on many Mac Manias, I know, Andy. And uh, there's a couple coming up. Uh, that I'm not going to be on, but I thought it'd be fun to get Neil on to talk about him. Uh, one, I'm not going to be on because it's going to San Francisco. <laughs> However, I, I, ha I have already told Neil, if he wants to do an excursion to the Twit Cottage uh, for that particular cruise, we'd be glad to have a bunch of uh, tourists, lightly inebriated tourists, uh, come up here. It'd be great. <laughs> although although you, should make them you should make them require that they have the exact same polar gear that you bought for, for, for South Pole. <laughs> we'll put them on a bus. They can drive by the cottage. Stop, take pictures, and drive back. It'll be great. No, you You'll can't come in. have some penguins on hand. Yeah. You know, that, that's the one thing missing, penguins. We'll get some penguins. And before we continue, though, I would like to say hello to my friends and your friends. I know it's at, at Gene is so great at Smile Software. It used to be Smile on my Mac. They've, they've uh, redubbed themselves. It's smilesoftware.com. If you go to smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak, you can take advantage of a deal right now on uh, a program that I have just been having a blast with. Somebody asked me, um, actually on the radio show uh, this weekend, he said, I have this form I have to fill out. It's a timesheet, basically, every week. It's the same damn thing every week. <laughs> they, want, they, 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 they email it to me. I have to print it, write it, and mail it back or fax it back to them. Isn't there a better way? I said, yes. <laughs> Go to smilesoftware.com. 
and enter the 21st century. Actually, smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak, so we get credit for it. Smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak. And take a look at this great program, PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro. There's a free trial, so you can uh, try it before you buy. What does it do? Well, Don actually did a great screencast, so you can watch a screencast there to see what it does. It allows you to open up a PDF file, make corrections, sign it. You can even you even have a library. I have a library with my signatures and my initial my wife's signature, my signature, our initials. So I can I can buy a house. I can do anything. She's given me full license to steal. Uh, <laughs> you can scan uh, an original in it and edit it because it's got basic OCR built in. You can redact. I just redact for fun, just to, just to have a good time. I can, I just, just take to it. make yourself look more interesting. Yeah, I'll redact things from a contract. I'll put nonsense phrases in there, then black them out. It's fun. Uh, this is a really great program that allows you to annotate, edit, modify PDFs. Everybody uses PDFs now, even the IRS. If you're doing your taxes, they've got a a fillable form fillable PDF, but it'd be sure be easier to just get the get the forms and download them, and you'd be set. This is such a cool program. You can draw, you can write, you can even shrink. Sometimes PDFs are awfully big. You can resize them or cut pages out you don't need, repurpose them, stamp them with a watermark, all of that. It's wonderful. I want you to try it right now. And the uh, best thing to do is go to smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak uh, and take a look at it. There is a the uh, basic PDF pen is fifty nine ninety five, and then there's also the pro version. You can get free trials there. I am duty bound to tell you it's also in the App Store, but we don't get credit when you buy it in the App Store. On the other hand, you might want to do that. There's an advantage to doing it um, in the App Store because uh, you know this, this is really frustrating to me with this App Store thing. A lot of uh, a lot of apps. Actually, rebuying things like um, I rebought Aperture not only because it was cheaper, but because then the App Store does the updates automatically. So, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna I'm going to take a hit here. We won't get credit for it, but uh, you might want to buy it in the App Store. PDF Pen, PDF Pen Pro, smilesoftware.com to find out more. Smilesoftware.com slash MacBreak. Go there. Spring their server down, and then you can buy it somewhere else. <laughs> That's all we ask. Uh, it is really a great program, and we really love the Smile Software folks. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't, I, you know they, <laughs> they, there's no way we can track it if you buy it in the App Store, unfortunately. But... Um, it's so much easier. What do you? I mean, is, Leander, don't you? I mean, that's kind of one of the issues I have with the app stores. You're seeing. Well, there's even a forking of pro, of programs. I think that uh, uh, bare bones software has different, like Text Wrangler's different in the app store and stuff. Uh, and now, of course, WWDC is coming up. Uh, Apple announced it will be in June. Thank goodness they announced it more than a week ahead of time this time. <laughs> I mean, last year, poor developers had like two weeks to make their plans to come to San Francisco. Sold out in one day, immediately, even though it's a $1,500 ticket, sold out immediately. They did. They are going to have, for unlike last year, they're going to have Apple Design Awards for Macintosh apps, but only if they're in the App Store. <laughs> uh, so Apple's definitely got a little bias towards the App Store. I'm going to bias towards the App Store. I love this idea of, you know, once I bought an app, being able oh, yeah. to, to update it uh, automatically, you know, it, it knows what I've bought, and I can just press update, just like you do with iOS. Here's something I wonder about, though. Look at all these purchases. This is going to get pretty long. I don't find any way to delete these from, you know, even if it's, I haven't installed it on this computer, for instance, I still have stuff in here. Is this list just going to get longer and longer and longer? These are my purchases. There's some, there's some like structural issues here. 
What, what do you, what's your take on this lander? You know, uh, to be honest, I haven't actually used it that much. Oh, you will. <laughs> uh, you will. Yeah, it's uh, it does look pretty slick. You know, it, it does for uh, software what iTunes did for music. Right. And so I'm really tempted to buy more and more apps uh, in there. Yeah. You Actually, I bought a new uh, MacBook Pro last uh, over the, uh, a few days ago. Did you get the new one? And, yeah, those yeah. are sweet. And, and, and that's just the colossal pain of the butt because they're the four apps I've bought from the App Store. Click one, one button. They yep. all download. I'll revalidate. Yep. I had to go find my Aperture code. I yep. had to find. I still have to find my. I had to, re, I had to re-download my Scrivener code. I had to, oh. mm -hmm. and all, of, of the of the six or seven apps I really really need for to make this into a daily daily workhorse. I've only got three or four of them working because I'm still looking for, for registration codes for two or three. Of I them. can't wait till everything's in here. And I was disappointed because I was uh, reinstalling Logic. Uh, yesterday on my son's computer, a hard drive died, and, I, and Logic's not on here. I was going to pay them more money. They got an extra 80 bucks out of me just for the Aperture. You know, if only Aperture was made by the same company that runs that app store, <laughs> there should be a, they, they'd have a way to valid, revalidate they, this you know existing what? They do have a way because guess what shows up in there? Uh, if, you, if you bought iLife 11, which on the new computer, the iLife 11's on there, it says installed in the App Store. So now it's part of the system automatically, even though I didn't buy it in the App Store. Mm. Nothing to say. A, Mr. Jobs. Oh, he's not with us. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, so anyway, uh, that I got off on a tangent. W, you should, you should, you should dare him to come on the show and refute these allegations. Yes, I get, dare him. No, I don't. No, I don't. Wait a minute. Where's my wallet? I got I got cash. Well, maybe I don't. But if uh, I'll tell you what, I'll get I'll go to the ATM, Steve. And uh, what do you think it'll take? A hundred, two hundred? I'll I'll two hundred dollars, Steve Jobs. I'll have cash for you. All you have to cut do is come on the show. It's yours. That's a recycled Saturday Night Live joke. I shouldn't really take credit for that. You remember that they offered the Beatles a hundred bucks to reunite? No, no, three three thousand dollars. Three thousand. <laughs> we will give and you and unbeknownst to Lord Michaels, John Lennon and Paul McCartney were like at Lennon's house watching Saturday Night Live that that night, and they actually would have come, but they decided, you know, it's kind of late, we're kind of oh. tired, we oh. don't want to come. <laughs> oh, where'd you read that? That's a great story. I love that. That's that's, that's from Paul McCartney. <laughs> that is a great story. Yeah, we we thought about it. We could have used the money. <laughs> and, and now there's now and now there's a Lord Michael's size size Lord Michael's head size hole in his office. <laughs> like, oh, damn it! Damn damn it! Because remember, I, went, I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was Michael. Michael, um, uh, the, the guy with the little glasses and the weasel fetish, who held up the check. Maybe it was Lauren. No, Lord Michaels. Lord, Lord Michaels, not the other guy. Made out to the Beatles. The Beatles. You, you can split it up all you want. If you want to give Ringo less, that's up to you. Sorry. So, so Andy, you're, I take it you're using uh, this. You're using the HDMI dongle. $45. dollars exactly. And it, it goes onto your iPad. Yep. And, oh, the squirrel left. Oh, oh that's okay. It's, he's, it's, it's, it's a shift change. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like the Warner, it's like the Warner Brothers cartoon. If you look at the very, very top, I'm sure that he'll be coming, be coming in any time now. Oh, that's funny. Does he actually pop up? Yeah, it's like... It, now, is that playing just, off your iPad or is that off a... We discussed it. Yeah, there he comes. Yep. We discussed it. It's more dramatic. It's like the Lion King. He, he, he comes in from the top of the rock. The circle of life. Behold, the only thing greater than yourself, this world. <laughs> wow. You even called it. You said you knew what time it was going to happen.
Again, I, I run a very professional operation here. Gee, many Christmas. So <laughs> not that my power and influence in this industry. <laughs> I will never again. Is that off your iPad or your, is it? That's off my iPad, yeah. Oh, okay. I played with this last night, uh, the mirroring uh, on the iPad. It does fully mirror, as you said. Uh, it's very cool. I mean, the qu I, I have to uh, change the screen to dot by dot so that it will uh, not try to stretch this out to... Uh, uh, 16, you mean, you mean on, on your TV? On my on TV. The... I told the TV, just take it as you're getting it. Don't don't zoom it or stretch it or anything. But so it's uh, you get black bars on the side. It is you know six, it's four by three. But uh, I I'll tell you what I played, which really looked fantastic, and uh, and uh, was this uh, this is going to yeah. be a 1080p game on here. Yeah, That's they're, they're, cool. they're, they they showed a preview, uh, and the frame rate is spot on. Oh I my can't, god! Already already it works. Uh, you, you can you can already yeah, play great. And play, but, but yeah, this but a, a future edition is going to be full at 1080. I'm talking about Fireman's uh, latest version of their real racing game, Real Racing Two, which uh, HD. Let me turn off the sound. Um, yeah. And and as you said, I think you were the one who said this is going to be a great controller. So I'm steering like this, but watching the big screen TV. Yeah, really yeah, cool. Good. Yeah. It's it's. They spent two million dollars. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Leaner. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Leaner. I'm sorry, Andy. Yeah, they spent two million dollars to develop that app. What? Really? Yeah. Holy wow. moly. Why was it so expensive? I have no idea. I'm, try I'm trying to get some answers from them because this is the, you know, I, I thought it was all, this is the most money I've ever heard of anyone spending on an app. Yeah, two million. And it's, well, that's, yeah, that's real. That's PC, that's PC game territory. Actually, it's cheap for a PC game. Uh, right, but it just shows to show, I think, you know, this is becoming a big, uh, a big business deal. Well, let me yeah. think about that because how much is it? It's 10 bucks? So uh, they have to sell, you know, quite a few of them. Although I guess they could easily sell; uh, they could make their money back, right? I think so. Well, it's funny that the, their other game is the big money is the big, you know, was the big hit, Ruby. Fireman's uh, uh, that that uh, that airplane game where you land in the airplane, control, yeah. airport control, yeah. yeah. But that was a, and that's a very. I guarantee you, they didn't spend two million on that. So you steer this by steering the the accelerometer. Um, and maybe so it's when the gyroscope, right? yeah, or maybe it's the gyroscope. I don't know, but it worked on the old. It works on the old iPad, so I'm thinking it's yeah. accelerometer. But what's cool is this makes a lousy control if you're staring at the screen, as you can see. Ah, I'm tilted. <laughs> but if you're looking at a big screen TV, suddenly yeah. you've got a steering wheel that looks like a box of cornflakes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I, I think it's interesting though. I think it's going to actually. I, I tweeted about it when Real Racing released their first like teaser video of it. Uh, I thought that I, I, my reaction was, my God, this is going to be a really interesting adaptation. This is going to be a really interesting change to the gaming market. And very correctly, a lot of people who are serious gamers said, well, look, you're, you're still dealing with the idea that you have a controller that has a big wire sticking out of it. Right, and no one's going to take too. that seriously. Yeah. And, but, the, but the answer to that is that there are so many people like myself who really can't spend 300 bucks on a console it's not that i don't have 300 bucks it's just that i don't spend i don't i'm not that involved in gaming i don't have friends coming it's over a good spending casual a gaming. day yeah right. i would certainly and I, I love games like this on my ipad my ipad is my gaming system and if you give me the ability to play high definition games on my tv that will turn me from a guy who spends maybe fifty dollars a year on ipad games to maybe a guy who will spend a hundred two hundred dollars on Squ ipad games. the squirrel just jumped down the back of your shirt I just, in case you didn't notice that. Later, later. <laughs> uh, but people are going to have to spend that's, the... That's for pre that's, that, that content's for premium subscribers. <laughs> Age verification required. I do, th I, I would love to see it on, on AirPlay as opposed to having to use yeah. this cable. Uh, maybe there are technical limits to uh, how high the quality of the video can be and all of that, but...
wouldn't that, but can you imagine like a, a John Madden NFL game where every single player in the room has their own private yes. display so they can put in their own calls and one joint display for the gameplay? That's that's the point the point at which a lot of people will suddenly start yeah. to stop seeing the iPad as it's a great device and it also plays some really good games and turn it into this is the game platform for this segment of the gaming population of the serious gamers who really need a huge display and all kinds of controls on it. That's interesting. Now people are in the chat room are saying, "Oh, come on, four hundred ninety nine dollars plus." Ten dollars plus forty dollars, okay, but, but nobody but you, buys this just to do that. We're just saying exactly. it's kind of exactly. you get it. In addition, that's that's another reason why I don't I don't own a game console because I, I have I I have three hundred dollars. God God bless this industry. I will make another three hundred dollars in the future. But it's this device that I would be use. It's three hundred dollar device that I'd be using maybe an hour or two per week, and so it just doesn't make sense. I have I need this iPad. I use this iPad. I love this iPad, and I get a free gaming system with it. That's how I tend to see it. That's right. how a lot of other people are going to see it. Right. Um, coolest thing to use an old iPad to do. Let me see if I can get this link up to show you. Yeah, we have to translate it from some odd language. Uh, Danish. <laughs> Danish. As soon as, as soon as Google finishes the translation, apparently it's working extra hard today. The Google the Google's working a little hard on the translation. Hmm. <laughs> Turn it into, uh, now it's a slideshow. I hate it when they do this. That means I'm going to have to load each page, translate it. Yep. Yeah, I got bored after about three slides. Yeah, <laughs> into a typewriter. Actually, we talked about this a little bit on the Daily Gizwiz. This is a real company that lets you um, <laughs> use your typewriter to type on your iPad. And I could wear my steampunk glasses while I do it. <laughs> so it's, it's a USB kit that converts a traditional typewriter into a USB keyboard, which I think is a novel, uh, not cheap, but it does work kind of crazy. Uh, you could put it, uh, you know, we've seen this one also, put it in a cabinet. Good uses for old iPad uh, ones. Tom Merritt demonstrated how if you have the uh, case, the magnetic cover, and you could slap that on your refrigerator, and the whole thing goes, Foom. Yeah, I'm so worried about that though. <laughs> I know we it's do not a, recommend a, this. My, 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 actually, my pick of the week. My pick of the week is actually a, a mounting bracket for the iPad oh, that okay. I actually really, really like. Okay. Uh, but one of the things, one of the mo one of the modes that I went through is I've got these uh, the MIT flea market. I, I now have a I have a, a serious collection of weapons grade magnets that if you that's if you've what got you a, need. If you've got a child that's being unruly and they're wearing like a set of coveralls with a metal buckle on the back, this magnet can definitely hold that child against the fridge <laughs> for the rest of the day until he or she settles down. One word, and yet, neodymium. It's, exactly. It's the and, key. And, and yet I think about, I, I hold this love, my, my personal iPad, the one that I personally spent money on, not the one that Apple owns, and I think... How upset would I be if this just suddenly went clump off of the off the fridge and broken a bazillion pieces? And I realized, I thought back to this moment when I looked at this magnet and this glue holding it together and thought, Andy, I bet that could fail at some point <laughs> in the future. I think I'd feel pretty damn stupid. I everybody. think it was brave because Tom not only did it, once he did it on the refrigerator, then he went on an expedition around his home to see what else he could glue it to. I believe he glued it to, to the water heater. Well, that, that's just that's just what happens when you buy a tube of two-part epoxy or a hot glue gun. <laughs> first, you, first you do the thing that you're supposed to do with it, right. and then once like the the vase is right. it's like I wonder if I could stick this to this. Exactly. Hey. Yeah. 
I can't remember all the things. It's a spatula with a CD and a Lego guy on it. His washing machine. He just, it, but you just slap it on. You're right. I'm not sure I would recommend it as a permanent <laughs> installation. But we will have a solution later. I mean, Leander, this is if you if you write a sequel to the Cult of Mac, clearly you're going to have to add iPad to this. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It is, look at this yeah, guy's yeah. turned his uh, iPad into a safety jacket. He's embedded it in the back of his jacket and shows whether he's turning left, right, or stopping. I think that's a good idea. I don't think I own a single article of clothing or an entire suit that costs <laughs> no, as much as an iPad. Study. Yeah, right. Uh, how about this? Somebody's embedded it in a uh, in an old uh, iBook. You know, one of those old oh, clamshell I iBooks. It's faster. It's it's higher res. It's, it's superior <laughs> in every way. Got more RAM. Yep. Wow, that's pretty. Uh, you know what? That would work fine. I think that's a clever. That's a clever solution. I think. Uh, WWDC. Um, we mentioned this. It sold out one day. They did announce it will be in San Francisco early uh, part of June. This is their developers conference. Um, they did also announce the Apple Design Awards for iOS and Mac apps only. But here's the real question: Will they have an iPhone five to announce? I'm keeping uh, now. I would love to get your reaction, Leander and Andy, on this. Uh, I keep hearing rumors that, in fact, June will not bring us an iPhone five. What are you What are you hearing, Leander? Yeah, the same thing. Um, that they're not going to uh, They're not going to update it. Although it's kind of conflicting. I mean, I've heard NFC, you know, four inch screen. There's been so many rumors that uh, they are going to do something. Um, but then there's been a lot of counter rumors where they're not going to do anything at all. This is Joshua uh, Topolsky apparently still writing it in Gadget saying uh, they just, you know, all the suppliers are saying they haven't ordered parts yet. Uh, I guess if you, it, it would make sense if you're a Verizon customer, you'd like them not to ship a new iPhone so soon. Right, and they've got a white iPhone as well coming out pretty shortly, which, which doesn't make any sense if they're going to update the hardware. Wait a minute, say that again? Well, There's... the white iPhone too, the white iPhone four. Oh, you know, they're really still on track. You're kidding? Yeah. No. This is what really? Phil Schiller said this a couple of months ago that it was going to be this spring. So maybe the iPhone five is just a white iPhone four. <laughs> well, it makes sense because I think Apple's always had this problem. You know, they update their hardware too quickly, and uh, just as they get the production lines up and running to full steam, they go ahead and rip them down and do, put out something new. So uh, they tend to, you know, the. the they need at least two years, I think, to get a, to get their money's worth out of uh, well. Two out of the, years uh, the, the does make sense in the sense that that's how long your contract is with your carrier. So you can get a new uh, iPhone every two years for two hundred bucks, uh, and you could jump carriers if you wanted to. But that but they that's not what they did in two thousand seven, eight, nine. I mean, uh, don't you think a lot no. of people expect a new iPhone and will be disappointed? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I think people are going to be uh, there's going to be riots in the streets. <laughs> there's going to be. Um, Oh, you good. Know, people do expect part of the. It's it's a given, isn't it? They, first, they, they get a first Egypt, to Tunisia, Syria, and now Yemen, and now San Francisco. <laughs> what do you think, Andy? You agree? I'm not really sure. Uh, I've uh, the I haven't heard anything specific about uh, lack of new hardware. It would be uh, it would it would be less of a surprise than simply a difference from what everybody's expecting. Right. Uh, but all the all the information comes from places that uh, you can read. Uh, Jim Dalrymple, uh, I, I do read the loop uh, as, as as often as it updates on uh, Google Reader. And so when he says something like that, that certainly is an interesting data point to me. Do you think they're credible? Yes. I mean, these, um, Jim's credible, right? 
I I I like the the loop has a pretty good track record uh, by by my side. Uh, but the other but the other thing that I find more interesting and I, that's not something that I've this isn't something that I've seen uh, uh, written elsewhere is that it's possible that Apple knows that they already have a pretty hefty plate of things to show off right. uh, for WWDC, and it's possible that they're just saying, do we really want to spend forty five minutes showing off a new phone? Uh, especially considering that we really want everybody's attention on the fact that we have uh, now that uh, now that Mac OS and iOS aren't merging, but they are becoming a lot more intimately connected with what one can do with the other. Uh, don't we want the focus to be on the idea that we are we are Borg, we are one, resistance is futile, uh, when we could just simply kick out a release for a new iPhone the next week, the week after that, host a special event uh, and handle it there. Well, this raises an issue that I thought I would talk about today and um, and certainly be something that uh, I would love to hear your guys' opinion on. I think it's time for Apple to declare victory. <laughs> Get a parade? Yeah. I mean, seriously. That, and, and not shipping an iPhone 5 would be that kind of a declaration. Like, hey, we, we don't need to give you a new iPhone. What's wrong with yep. the old one? We got an iPad 2. We got an iPhone 5. <laughs> we got the MacBooks. We got the MacBook Air. Or are they, they going to say, come on, beg for it. Beg for it. Yeah. Come on, come on. Jump, we, jump. Say on, uncle. It's right here. iPhone 5, larger screen, 4G. <laughs> jump for it. Jump for it. No, I really think that this is, uh, at this point, they can say, we won. Who, I mean, Microsoft? No. Look at, look, at the, look, at the, look at the problems Microsoft's already having with Windows Phone 7. Uh, yeah. Look at the other so, tablets. The Zoom. I saw the Zoom uh, yesterday in Costco. Not exactly a line. Yeah, I know. No, this but is why. But this is why Apple, you know, does is so special. This is why Apple stays ahead because they're always so paranoid about getting their asses kicked by somebody else. They're always their own fiercest competitor. So, look so, at the iPod. No, they they never rested on their laurels with the iPod. True. Uh, they have year, now. You know, it got to be. Come a, on, the laurels. The laurel resting has begun with the iPod. Well, it switched to the iOS. It's now a yeah, touchscreen but, device. Yeah, they won and, on the iPod, uh, so they said, okay. But, they, I, you know, they came out with a much, much better solution than the iPod. I mean, sure. they could have been churning out, you know, higher capacities, bigger, bigger, bigger and bigger hard drives yeah. forever. Right. But why bother? Exactly. So they've come out with the, the iOS, you know, the iPhone, the iPod Touch. In fact, there's That's even rumors that the, the classic's done. I mean, they're not going to even do a, a you know, this it was the only way you can get a 160 gig uh, iPod. And they said, why even bother? They haven't updated it in two years. But it's, I think there's something to what Leander's saying, because I, I can't remember the last time that Apple released as defensive a commercial as the new string of commercials for the iPhone, where they have to say, do you want to read books? Do you want to listen to, to music? Well, you'd better have an iPhone. Hmm. And even people who really like Apple, like me, are saying, yeah, here's an Android phone that has all of those things. Uh, and also, I mean, this is the uh, a new phone, uh, Verizon's new uh, HTC Thunderbolt. Uh, and it might be the, it's probably the first Android phone where I could definitely see myself if I had a choice between uh, an iPhone and an Android phone, I would be very, very tempted by this phone. I would still go with the iPhone, but that would be chiefly because of its app store. But this is, it's responsive. It works nicely. Which the one HTC, is that? Is that the new Sprint one? That's the new one from Verizon. Verizon it's the, uh, the Thunderbolt. It's the, it's, it's the Thunderbolt, yeah. right. Uh, and chiefly I got it so I could check out uh, 3G, uh, 4G speeds. Uh, but it's a, I, 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 the more I use these larger screen phones, the more enamored I get from them. Oh, uh, I get right. by them. You're finally uh, coming around, Mr. Nutko. I've been saying that for months. Uh, well, the Android still kind of sucked as a consumer <laughs> device. And it's still... And <laughs> I you, miss and my still Droid X. I loved that phone until it was lost in a cab somewhere in... Uh, <laughs> 
somewhere. I can't remember even where. All right, let's take it. You said you mentioned the new ads. Let's show you the new iPhone ads. If you don't have an iPhone, you don't have the App Store. This is so a defensive ad. The right. world's largest selection of apps that are this easy to find and this easy to download yeah. right to your phone. They're specifically addressing competition. So it can be almost anything, like a boarding pass. Of course, they did that with or the Switch campaign, anything. didn't they? Like, pay for your coffee. Uh, yep. If you don't have an iPhone, I can't well, remember. you don't have an iPhone. Yeah. I, I can't remember one that was... Um, that really made me just sit back and say, ooh, that was kind of a mistake. Uh, that one is partially the sort of thing I'm talking about, but I'm talking about more about the one that says, if you don't have an iPhone, you don't have if iTunes, you don't, have, an you don't have iBooks. Let me, let me find that one for you. So the iPod and iTunes one, let's, let's look at this one here. I, I just like showing Apple ads. They're so well-produced. Yeah, exactly. So, so, <laughs> you so don't much. have an iPod in your phone. Is this the one you mean? With yeah. your music and your playlists. And you don't have iTunes on your phone. The world's number one music store with Genius that recommends new music based on the songs you already have. Yep, if you don't have an iPhone, well, you don't have an iPhone. Well, you're saying that the response to that could be uh, Amazon saying Amazon. you don't have cloud storage. Uh, you don't have... Uh... <laughs> well, see, the, the, the difficulty in a, in a commercial like that is that uh, you're not. Apple has would have necessarily a hard time explaining the truth of why iPhones are so good. They're well integrated. They're well designed. They're very humanly produced. But it's hard to show that. Yeah, it's hard to come up with examples. But yeah. when you do a commercial like that, all someone has to do is even even without knowledge of the Amazon store, simply say if Amazon comes on and says if you don't if you have an iPhone, you don't have you don't have direct access to the Amazon MP3 store where you can stream all of your purchases without having to do anything. Right. right. You also don't have the ac direct access to the Kindle store, with the largest online library of digital products. This is something I've been saying for a long time, which is that on feature-by-feature -feature basis, it's very difficult to compete uh, with Android. You have uh, to. You well, end up resorting to this the aesthetic, uh, uh, subjective. That's, that's, it's not like it's it's not as though aesthetic is a, is a is a bad thing. No, no, I'm not I, saying I that, Apple, but it's hard to Apple, demonstrate. It's uh, you, you know you can't you can't compare anything from a you can't make a, a buying choice based on a bullet chart and simply says well this has a five well, megapixel camera. I this can has a megapixel camera. This one's better. <laughs> well, lots of nerds do, don't they? And I think this is actually quite an interesting example of Apple trying to show the features which they haven't done for years. Right. Even the I'm a Mac, I'm a PC ads, which were, I guess, the closest thing you could do to talking about the uh, the virtues of the Mac, you know, as compared to the PC, they weren't that specific. It was, you know, things like viruses and ease of use and uh, having no IT headaches. This this is the first time I've seen an ad from Apple that uh, gets into the specific features of the product, you know, for, for, for a long time. So a that TV, means they're scared. I don't know. You know, I think uh, it, Anne is right. It's a little bit defensive, but it's also a pretty good. Uh, they're reinforcing this message that right. here's a device. You hit two buttons, and it's instantly transformed into a completely different device. It can be a musical instrument. It can be a game console. Yeah. Uh, you know, it can be a productivity uh, machine. The great and, thing and about the, the great thing about Apple is that we can have this speculation. You can't have this kind of speculation about a Microsoft ad because it's clearly some monkey threw a dart at a board and they said, this is our strategy today. But Apple's very careful, very strategic. If they're doing an ad that touts features of an iPhone, there's a reason. Yeah. And uh, right, I, I think you're right, Leander, that, you know, they've decided it's time to talk about this. Well, they're and they're definitely getting some heat, you know, from all sides. Uh, Amazon is presenting a credible uh, ch uh, challenge in, in the uh, in the media area. 
uh, and um, Google too, as Andy says, some of the Google hardware is beautiful. Um, these new uh, uh, Android phones are really, really nice devices. And even though Steve Jobs said these big screens are like, you know, hummers uh, in your pocket, um, they do really. They're not. They, I love them. They're really nice. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, really that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of silly. I mean, here's, here's my iPhone and here's the Thunderbolt. And if you can't deal with a yeah, device that's exactly. this much larger, uh, especially when you consider that it makes it so much cooler to be able to, when you're reading books with it, uh, and in yeah. uh, gameplay. I mean, this is practically nothing. I don't. I don't have a single shirt pocket that is too wide for this, but narrow enough for this. Uh, so that's why. We got a hard time switching argue. screen sizes now, though, because of all of the apps that are that are uh, yeah. that are made. Yeah, and Apple's screen. been saying, "Oh, fragmentation, fragmentation," and so they can't. I mean, it's a trick. It's a tricky. You know, you start you start saying things like that, and then when the, when the time comes that you would like to do some different screen sizes, that's going to come. Back gonna, to bite you. It's coming to the point now, though, where they're going to have to start to differentiate the hardware. Though I think they're, you know, all this talk about the iPhone Nano, it, it's a smaller, cheaper, um, less um, you know, feature-rich uh, iPhone for for you know for a lesser price. Uh, they talked about the Nano. I don't think it's going to be a smaller screen size, but it's going to be you know cheaper. like the iPod. Yeah, 3GS. Actually, they're selling a 3GS right now, pretty cheap. 49 bucks. Yeah. yeah. In a way, that's the Nano, you know. And they're advertising that too, aren't they? Until yeah. Just yep. to them. Yep. I'm just going to say, Andy, that I've been trying to get you to switch to Android for a long time. It's just, uh, it's, it's. Um, now you I, say I it and everybody's going, oh, it's time. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's time to switch. I'm saying that it's, it took a number of years for Android to, in my eye, become a real credible choice. And even now, it's not a case where the same user could make that same decision, either go Apple or go Android. I'm saying that if you're the sort of user for whom a huge variety or, or even a wide variety of high-quality apps isn't a, a motivating factor, that releases you from... That gives you a lot more options in Android because that's always going to be the weakness. If you really are a, I need email, I need a web browser... I need to make and make and receive telephone calls, and I need three or four core apps, including I want a good I want a good book reader. There's a lot of stuff in those five simple categories available for Android, and there's some advantages to Android. Uh, I if 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 there's my my top three things that I wish that Apple would add to the iPhone that I love on the Android is it would be just a, a, a alternative keyboards. I love mm -hmm. swipe. Swipe is fantastic because yep. I can just blaze through text mm -hmm. on swipe. Mm -hmm. That's with that with, with the iPhone. Mm -hmm. I'm still I'm I'm pretty fast typist on it, but. Gosh, if I've been spending a day like in deep immersive <laughs> test mode uh, on the Android, and I've been sending 9, 10, 11 emails just by going, hello, how are you doing today? I, know, I was wondering so if amazing. you got that when I said... Wait till you discover uh, <laughs> when, when dictating. When I go back to H-E-L-L. -L -L oh, I can't, I can't. Every time I go back to the iPhone, it's painful. Wait till you, wait till you start dictating stuff. It's the dictations I made. But, that's, but, that's, but, too. that's not my goal here. Pretend you have to listen to the Texas speech system, which is so incredible. Hey, you to... no, the, I'm the, the one. There have been two times in my life when I was, I was testing turn-by-turn -turn navigation. Only two times in my life I got so furious I ripped the phone out of the mount and threw it on the passenger seat to get it to shut. To, and, this, and it was just, I was actually having, I'm not trying to be funny here. It was actually giving me pain in my head. The yeah. voice was so bad and yeah. so grating. I do. I have to say, Motion X GPS, king, king of the hill, king of the hill. Now, I, okay, so I started this by saying, time for Apple to declare victory. Apparently not. 
I also don't think that Apple's is sort of, they, they they have a reputation for being arrogant, but they always have the they, they don't define themselves by what other people are doing. To say that we've declared victory would be to, for them to say that we deeply, profoundly cared about what other companies were doing. We measure ourselves by how much better we are than an Android phone, by a Windows mobile phone, by a Palm Pre, and that's I don't think that's the truth at all. This is but the, the 2011. It's going to be Apple's year. <laughs> yeah, I think again. it's pretty clear again. <laughs> I think they could declare victory. That's just my I thought. Think, I think I think 2011 is the is the year that, that Google's team decided. Oh wait a minute! You're supposed to hold the bat by the skinny end, <laughs> not the. I oh, think okay. I think we want to see Steve Jobs come on stage with a big mission accomplished banner. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying. Yeah, hold WDC on a uh, aircraft carrier. Yeah, now's the time to fly in and on a helicopter, Steve. If you ever wanted to. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> when we when we come back, uh, Captain Neil will join us. He's got a big boat Steve could use. It's not an aircraft carrier, but it's pretty big boat. I was, I was going to say I, I I would like to I would like to see uh, like the 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 uh, Richard the Richard Branson photo. I, I think the Steve Jobs <laughs> could definitely do that. I think where, so. The, the, the one where <laughs> he, he earned the love of everybody who might not have liked him. That, you know what, if I were a billionaire, I would have my picture taken water skiing behind a superboat while a naked <laughs> supermodel is holding is clinging to my back. That was a you good picture. I, can't, I cannot begrudge him for doing that. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> Let's take a break. Captain Neil joins us. More news, too, and your picks of the week as well. But first, I want to mention our pick for... Eliminating business travel, go-to meeting. I've already had this week, it's Tuesday, I've already had three go-to-meeting meetings. I love go-to-meeting. It eliminates the need to travel. You can meet, you can save time, save money, save stress. Uh, you don't have to, uh, you don't, I mean, business trips just kill me because I, I have shows to do, folks. I can't, I can't be getting on an airplane. So for sales presentations, for product demos, for training sessions, collaboration, we've been doing a lot of meeting over the new studio, GoToMeeting, amazing. I want you to try it free right now. Just go to gotomeeting.com slash MacBreak. 30 days free. Very easy to install. Mac or PC. So, you know, it's a true cross-platform solution. So you put it on your Mac. You can, you, you know, send an email. It has a link to the meeting. It, by the way, has built-in VoIP or telephone conferencing. So when you set up the meeting, you're also setting up a conference call, a conference bridge is set up with a phone number, a login. But when, when you're, uh, you got to try this. It's so cool. I, let me see if I can describe it. So, I've, so I'm setting up a meeting. I say, we're going to meet, you know, this time, this date. Email goes out. Now, my client, now they maybe don't have anything installed, so I don't want to make them jump through hoops. No problem. They have that email in front of them. They click the link. Takes them to gotomeeting.com. Pre-fills everything. The, 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 they don't have to have the software. In fact, each time it downloads, it takes 30 seconds, the latest version. So they always have the latest version. Now they see your screen, and they see a button that says, join the meeting. And would you like to call or would you like to use VoIP? And, it, you know, even on an iPad, they can use the built-in speaker and, uh, and headphone. They don't need to make a phone call. Suddenly, they're seeing your screen. You're talking with them. You're presenting to them. It's very easy for them. It is an amazing way to collaborate, to present, to train. I just, I, you know, the more I use it, the more I appreciate it. It has just saved us a lot of time. And I have to say a lot of money. I want you to try it free. 30 days. Visit gotomeeting.com slash MacBreak, 30 days free for you right now. Go to meeting.com slash MacBreak. We thank them for their support. Go to meeting from our good friends at Citrix. Let me see if Captain Neil's on the line. Neil, are you there? I am, Leo. I love it. Yeah. Neil Bauman, who is the uh, 
the, the, the cruise director, the guy in charge. That, that's a good title. Cruise director is fine. You started this, when was the first Mac Mania? Uh, I believe 2001. I think it was... Ten years okay. ago. Memorial Day. I so think, yeah. You're going to have a celebration. Um, and did you have any idea what this would become? No, not really. Um, on the one hand. On the other hand, it, my cruises had, right from the start, had attracted over 100 people. So it seemed to me that there was this, this interest in hanging out and uh, extending the Macworld parties that yeah. had been going on. That's kind of what it was. It was like a floating Macworld. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. A little more intense on the hanging with people side. On the one hand, on the other hand, it wasn't nearly as many. But but wait a minute. Now you typically, be, you know, I know Andy's done this. Mm -hmm. uh, you typically will have four or five lecturers in a bunch of different areas. Andy's, uh, you know, done uh, all sorts of topics. I've done. Ha what? Give me some of the topics, Andy, that you've done on, on a Mac Mania cruise. Uh, I did a day long on uh, Mac OS, morning, four hours in the morning on Basics, four hours in the afternoon. I've done, uh, one of my favorite ones was a couple hours just saying, here are all the really great free things that you get with, uh, with the Mac OS that you haven't used before uh, and the commercial equivalents that you don't really need if you're going to have with these apps. Uh, every, every time I give a talk, there might be, if I give, if I talk for 12 or 13 or 14 hours, there'll be a couple hours uh, two or three hours of things I might have done before, but it's always, gee, what's new this year? What can I talk about this year? Uh, and there's always a really great group of people there that I know is there. I, I know it's there, they're there to listen. And also the other advantage is that shipboard, like the, the uh, onboard ship, you don't get Wi-Fi everywhere. So it's one of the few places where you give a talk where you know the people aren't going to be just like have their heads down on their screens. <laughs> they're going to be paying attention to you because you're the only live thing in that, in no that choice. room. Yeah. <laughs> Although I have to say, uh, they've gotten better with uh, internet access. Isn't huh? it amazing? They sure have. Yeah, they've really and, improved it. Uh, you know, this river cruise we're doing a year from next month, free Wi-Fi on the entire ship. Now I'm interested. They, that's because uh, you're not very far from uh, land. You're in a river. That's correct. <laughs> that's correct. So it's a little easier to do, a little less expensive, right? Not, not a satellite link-up. Yeah, on a boat, they have to use a marine a satellite system to... Uh, on to a cruise go. ship out in yeah. the ocean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so right. you got. Uh, I, I wanted to bring you on to give you give you a chance to do some plugging because you've got a couple of cruises coming up. I know there are a lot of Mac listeners. If you've never done a Mac Mania cruise, go to insightcruises.com. Geekcruises.com still works. Indeed, uh, it does. And these it, cruises are so much fun. They really are. You know, I love it's, them. It's hard to describe the fun. Um, I mean, Mac World is sort of an inkling of what it's like. It's just this large collection of people that are just so heavily into their, their devices right. and the applications. And in the community aspect, they're looking to share and exchange information. Um, but unlike a Mac World, you know, the, well, the speakers are walking around. The speakers are really part of the community as well on these things. That's what I like. I get to meet so many Absolutely. people and really uh, it's a social event. You, I see you doing a, wait a minute, you're doing a quilting cruise? <laughs> oh, Leo, yes. You have to bring that up, eh? He does Scientific American, he does uh, astronomy cruises, you're going to do a solar eclipse cruise to Australia next year in November, mm -hmm. but you, <laughs> you did well, Pearl Whirl, you did Linux cruises, but you know, you're, you're also doing, I did, I went on a chess cruise, it was great, but quilting? Quilting, well, this is my partner, Sky and Telescope, they own a collection of magazines, ah. and one of which is Fonz and Porter's Quilting. So they asked us to do this, and um, it's an interesting cruise. We take over the meeting room and put in sewing machines. I mean, it be... <laughs> you make quilts. <laughs> exactly. They oh, do make quilts. That's why you're going to Alaska. It wouldn't be really great to and, go to the Bahamas. Remember, 
<laughs> in international waters, the child labor <laughs> child labor laws do not apply. Peace work do not no, apply. Do not so apply. Bring the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so let's plug the Mac Mania because the first one is uh, next one is Mac Mania twelve. That's right. The, you're getting it's out of order now. You used to do one a year, and so every eleven was a, in two thousand eleven. Now, twelve is twelve. Well, you know, actually, uh, we did a two point five and a three point five. Right. If I'm not mistaken, right? So, and um, you're you know, we are the a little bit fives. out of order. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've sort of, you know, it's sort of the ebb and flow. They go when it appears we can, you know, take advantage of a good cruise and a good location. Now, this one, I would love it. I don't know if you've got an excursion to the Twig Cottage, but I know San Francisco is on the uh, itinerary. You're going Vancouver to uh, down the coast, down the west coast. That's right. Well, we'd love to stop in at the cottage. I think that that must be uh, on your itinerary. Uh, we'll do it. It's coming up uh, uh, February. I'm sorry, September 9th through the 19th. Ten day cruise down the Pacific Coast. David Pogue will be on it. Randall Schwartz, Sal, who's always the greatest. He uh, is always fabulous. He is the uh, uh, Apple Script and uh, Automator guy at Apple. Uh, I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> Naomi said, "Don't say Sal's name out loud." But yeah, uh, 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 never mind what I just said. Um, the, um, <laughs> do you do Mac Break Weekly always on a Tuesday? Yes. Because we're going to be in San Francisco, I guess Wednesday, Thursday. Well, come Wednesday, you could you could watch the the, the Google show. <laughs> okay. Or Thursday, you could wait a minute. The iPad today is on Thursday. You could do the iPad show. We'll figure it out. By then, we'll be in the new studio. There'll be plenty of space. Um, you know, typically, there's a, around 100 Mac fanatics plus, and then you add spouses and, and other family members. So it's really a lot of fun. And, uh, and in this case, you're going to get to go from Vancouver uh, to uh, Nanaimo uh, in Washington, Victoria, Seattle, San Francisco, Monterey, Catalina, and San Diego. Sounds like a wonderful cruise. Yeah, these are some places you typically do not go on a cruise. I mean, Monterey Bay... That would be fun. It, it, yeah. It's even not that easy to, to to get to. I guess people fly into uh, San Jose and go down, but it's not a not a well trafficked tourist place. And you know, these are this is a fairly affordable cruise. It starts at a thousand dollars for the cruise, and then uh, what is it, eight fifty for the conference? It's ten ninety five for the conference. Ten ninety five for the conference because it's a ten day conference. Yeah. So you're gonna and you're gonna learn so much here, and it's so much fun. And yeah, these a, guys are great, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and a wine cruise that goes along with it. You know, interestingly, they are the cruise line itself is running a wine cruise for the entire event, wow, so there'll be wine cool. tastings every day. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Nothing like a bunch of drunk Mac fans. I tell you, it's fun. <laughs> On a boat. On a boat. <laughs> yep. I'm on a boat. Then, um, of course, we have to talk about Mac 12, Mac 14. This one, I, I, I really wanted to go on. I was planning on going on, and I, you know, my schedule is so up in the air. I, I can't plan <laughs> ahead. I can understand. I would love to do this one, though. This was the, the cruise of a lifetime. It's Rhine River and the Moselle region. Well, and wow. not only the cruise, but there's the tours to CERN, the tour to the Max Planck Institute, and these Gosh, are places that just the civilians cannot go. I really, really like to go. This one's booking up fast, though, so don't delay. It is actually this. We're chartering the whole boat, and it's a small ship. It's 75 cabins. Wouldn't that be fun? And we have 40 cabins filled, 50 cabins filled now. Wow. Speakers. So Wait a minute, you said, how many, you have 75 cabins, so you're almost there, so... Correct, two-thirds is sold. Now, this one you could save up for, it's not till April 2012, so you have a year to save up for this one. Um, Indeed. And what a great trip this is going to be. I, I, I tell I, you, uh, you start in Paris, or Amsterdam, and you end in Paris. Now, that's yeah. all I need to say, probably. Uh, I, I would think so, I yeah. would think so. <laughs> um, right. Neil, I, 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 I think what you're doing is so great, and I just wanted to give you a plug, a free plug in here. Because uh, I, I I've had that. so much fun on these Mac Mania cruises. I've been on five or six of them. 
And, uh, and we and, hope to have you back, of course. I will come back. I know I will. And um, and you got to get Leander and, uh, and Andy on back again, too. Cause of course we Maybe will. we do a Mac Break Weekly Cruise. I would like to do that sometime. Uh, you know, you might be able to broadcast... Yeah, and that's the, the riverboat. The riverboat, maybe. You know, they did the. Uh, you guys produced the Jonathan Colton cruise. Yes, we did. And uh, that was uh, like a Jonathan Colton Hodgman. Uh, we had three hundred eighty or so people on that. I mean, amazing. amazing. They didn't do any broadcasting from there. No, but we um, should do a cruise. We should do something like that. I'll talk to you now. You know, uh, I'm coming up actually in a month or so. Good. So I'll make a. I'll make an appointment, and we'll come. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll set up the grill because he's a king of the grill. I would love to grill, of course. <laughs> I always like. As a matter of fact, I was thinking of when the Mac group hits the cottage in September, if I could actually cook for the group. We will. We'll set you up. We'll have a, a grill set up, and you we'll need a uh, massive grill. I mean, a massive grill. grill. Right. Okay. We we won't have a backyard anymore, but I'm sure we can we can we could do something. Oh, we have an alley. We have tele. We'll put you in telephone alley. Alley we- sounds great. That, you know, all I need is that and a cigar, and I'm set. Yeah. Neil Obama, great to talk to you. Leo, great to talk to you. Thanks so much Andy for joining us. Thank you again. Always Thanks, guys. Andy, Andy did a ukulele concert on one of the Mac Manias that I will never forget. Yeah, we had, we had Chris, Chris Breen, which who is not only the Mac expert, but also on hell of a musician. Uh, and that was that was one where he, we also had Levitus, we also had Waz, we had, we had a band. That was that was a pretty awesome yeah. it, it, it's always it's uh, I, I I, I think I, sh- I should speak to a, a, a serious segment of the listenership who would think I would never that, that they would never ever want to go on a cruise and enjoy because that's exactly what I thought about like the first time I was I was invited to one of these things because you know that's just not my kind of group but man it is so much fun when you're there with a group of 70 80 90 100 people who are also who are all your kind of people like you know Mac guys who are interested you're going to these really fun places where it's I, I, I they're they're really great places in uh, in uh, uh, eastern Mexico and Central America they're that they're they're lovely, but I probably would not fly all the way down to to, to go to Costa Rica just for the day myself. But you you spend three or four days hitting all these other cities, doing all. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. I got to go to Machu Picchu last time. I mean, yep. incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible! I would. I, I. I was able. I was able to add China, Korea, and Japan yes. to, my, to my life list. Yes. Uh, on one on, cruise on a couple years ago, and it's like, my God, what, what, like, what kind of a, how, what other time would I be able to spend like ten days just having really good experiences in each one of these countries, uh, except for and and also again hanging out with cool people. Well, and have and having basically all all you can eat buffets twenty four hours a day. That's that's also a selling point. It is a selling point, but I to me it really is. I'm not a I, you know I would have I like boats and I like cruising, but uh, this is nice because it's in, you pour you're pouring stuff into your brain at the same time. Yeah. And you, and even those of us who I, lecture, we learn a lot. Oh, excellent! All all the great stuff that I know about Aperture and about Photoshop, I've learned because I've attended Absolutely. other people. Just, okay. Absolutely, really amazing stuff. Uh, let's see, we got a tenth anniversary story, not just of um, of the, the Mac Mania cruise of Geek Cruises, but of OS Ten. It, it when was Leander? What is the what is the official birthday of OS Ten? Uh, March twenty fourth, two thousand and one. Five days five days ago, ten years ago. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was in public beta before that, but that was the official launch date for the public. And you know what's interesting about OS Ten? It hasn't, unless my memory is completely wrong, changed a huge amount, has it? From its uh, oh, I first don't know. Version? Yeah, I think so. Look at Lion. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. They look at the interface. Look at, look, at the, look at the mail app for one thing. Look at the Finder. Look at the they went through. Leander, didn't they go through like isn't that the the Chrome the third change in background they went through after starting off with Aqua? It was Aqua, then um, the brushed steel. Oh, that's right. So this is and, the this uh, is from Leander's article at cultofmac.com, uh, an image of OS ten, version one. What cat was that? that cheetah. That'd be a good. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a it cheetah. Was, they, didn't have, they, they didn't actually declare the cat until. Oh, it was later. Ten point three. I mean, there are there are always internal names, but they didn't bring them to the forefront and use them as public uh, product names until t I think ten point three or ten point two. I think this was the one that Steve Jobs said you could lick. <laughs> yeah. It was water droplets. droplets. Was so good you could lick them. Yeah. yeah, water droplets. It was it was beautiful for the time. It was a huge huge uh, leap forward. I mean, if oh, you remember yeah. uh, Windows yeah. at the time and Mac OS nine. Well, it needed uh, to because OS nine was very. By then, was really behind what uh, what Microsoft was doing with operating systems. It didn't have memory yeah, management. Yeah. You crash an app in OS nine, you crash the whole system. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft was well ahead of that by uh, two thousand. They had Windows two thousand, in fact, which was much more robust and had real memory management and uh, you know real task switching. So they needed this. They got OS ten when uh, when they got Steve Jobs. It really is based on Next Step, uh, later OpenStep, the uh, next operating system. Uh, and Avi Tavanian came along from uh, Next and uh, and really spearheaded development. This this was, you know, Unix. It was it was based on BSD. Uh, it had that great Aqua interface. Next Step used uh, used uh, the open uh, PDF description for the uh, for the screen, um, and uh, this used Quartz, but they were very very similar. It really that, this is an example of hiring the right guy. Uh, Steve Jobs, who came along, happened to come along with an operating system that was ready to go. Remember Pink? <laughs> this was this is what Apple wanted to do. Was uh, they, they were doing a joint venture with IBM for their next generation operating yep. system? I, I think it was Gil Emilio yeah. or or Michael Spindler that started Pink. That was a flop. They needed this badly. Yeah, Pink, Dylan Rhapsody, Sonata. <laughs> I th yeah. I think Copeland. that it was Gil Emilio, though, that made the decision. I'm not sure, but I think it was Gil Emilio that made the decision. Instead of, they were looking at, uh, I remember Jean-Louis Gasset saying, they were going to buy BOS. It was between BOS and, Neck and, 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 and hiring Steve Jobs. And it was Gil Emilio who said, let's go with Jobs. And yeah. absolutely the right decision, although I love BOS. Uh, I don't know. You know. Can you say what life would have been like had it been BOS? I don't know. I think that was an episode of Fringe. <laughs> it is kind of an alternate historic <laughs> universe. Anyway, happy birthday, OS X. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, just the best operating system ever designed. Um, Underpins so much now as well what Apple does, you know, from the Apple TV to iOS. Right. It was the foundation for, uh, for a hell of a lot of things afterwards. Do you, are you of the opinion that iOS really is OS X under the hood? I mean, I know they say it is. <laughs> I don't see. I haven't got a clue. Yeah, I, I guess it is. Yeah, I think they used uh, you know the, a lot of the same core technologies. You know, Apple was always good at that. It was you know taking uh, even the iPod. You know, was, was right. using uh, a lot of the sort of hardware expertise they had from the right. from making portables. 
Steve says, no interest in uh, an iPhone radiation measurement application. <laughs> if this, if you, if Lane's right about that. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know. That, that would have been the, you know, there's, there, there are two ways to really get yourself hated by a lot of people. One is to sell a, a padded bra for eight-year-old girls. Another would be to sell a commercial app that tries to exploit people's fear about radiation poisoning. Oh, so you think, that. okay, so, so that makes sense. So it's a fear an unfounded fear of your phone that that this application takes advantage of, as opposed to, see, I interpret it as, well, this is valuable consumer information that Apple doesn't want you to know about. But I think that makes sense. If you say that they're, it's just it's just taking advantage of your fear, then that makes sense. I think so. Leander? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you're Steve Jobs, you do not want a radiation meter on your, on your new iPhone. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's just it, not a good idea. But maybe a consumer would. Well, yeah, I... Uh, this argument goes back uh, for what thirty right. years now, and um, like Andy says, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of tin hat, tin foil hat fear about about radiation from your iPhone. But there's absolutely no, or from any phone, so any cell phone. But there's no, you know, it's just like people being afraid of their smart meters that that they're trying to put in here in California now. So Gil it's, Friedlander, what? who is uh, the founder of uh, the company Talkon that made this app, sent Steve Jobs an an, an email or a mail that said. You know, it's a startup that's been working for the last 20 months on a patent-pending mobile application allowing users to see the level of radiation they're exposed to from their mobile phone. I don't know how they would measure that, actually. We're not approved for the App Store. Uh, we had very constructive dialogue with an Apple employee and his team. We're hoping the required APIs will be added to the iPhone SDK. Oh, I see. So there's a missing API that they take advantage of. Um, he says, please approve TalkOn for uh, the iPhone. And Steve's terse response, according to Gil... No interest. <laughs> no interest. I guess you're right, Andy. That you know, I took the I took of course because I'm an Apple hater. I took the uh, the point of view that this was uh, they just didn't want bad publicity. Uh, what if there is radiation coming from the iPhone? But you make a good point that it really this is bogus. Has been you know, there's really no evidence that there's any damage yeah. from radiation from phones. Although it'd be kind of interesting to see. I haven't looked into this. I wonder if someone uh, submitted a, a a book application that talked about the link between the. I'm going to for listeners. I'm putting really sarcastic air quotes around this. The the connection between vaccines and the rise of autism in right. children. Would they sell we that? Know it was provably idiocy. Right. Would they allow that through on the basis that well, I know it's there's no basis for this, but should we be evaluating whether or not people should be thinking about this or not? Well, but, and 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 let's also. Uh, acknowledge that I don't think there's any way an app could measure the radiation. So yeah. it would be just a guess saying, well, we know there's this much radiation coming from the iPhone, so m multiply that by the amount of time you've had it on, and that's the radiation we're guessing. Yeah, I guess. It would be a pretty bogus app. Uh, Barron's Magazine says Steve Jobs is without a doubt the most valuable CEO in the world. Okay. Well, Agreed. <laughs> Yep. Nobody's going to gainsay that. Issue uh, 13. <laughs> next. <laughs> um, lion. Are we almost, uh, are, are, is, are we going to get lion eyes soon? Leander, what do your sources tell you? Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, at WWDC. You know, they'll have a, they'll have a fairly um, developed, uh, finished uh, gold master then. Although there's been rumors about a gold master out already, but that can't be true. Uh, they'll have the gold master at WWDC, and then it'll be released in the fall. Uh, fall. After you know, developers have had a time to to um, to code their apps for it. Fall, okay. So fall. It, it, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be rolled out for the developers first. Right. 
But Gold Master, Maybe it's, it's, it's kind of mostly, it's almost done. So you think they'll have that yeah, by yeah, June? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll show it off then, and, and you know, maybe maybe the end of July. I don't know, early August. I'll tell you what we will. Uh, you know, the, the thing they do at WWDC is a little tr tricky for us. They uh, allow a journalist into the keynote, so you can cover the keynote, and then they they shoo you out. And uh, yeah. they have sessions for the developers, but the developers are enjoined from sharing that with journalists. They're uh, under non-disclosure agreement. Um, so, while lots of information will leak out after WWDC, we can't directly cover it and give you yeah. that information. But after it leaks out, we'll tell you what. What we know, yeah, that's it tends to leak out during the show. It's, it's know, it doesn't leak, take it's long. What a leak! <laughs> it yeah. doesn't take long. Yeah, that's, that's why you'll, you'll hear a lot of people, like, a lot of people, especially people who are like journalists, start saying, "According to a right. published report on AppleInsider.com," and then <laughs> right because you know things you can't talk about, but you can say that Apple Insider definitely talked about this right. and selectively decide that yes, I think I'll pass this one along. All right, let's take a, uh, let's see what, I'm just looking real quickly uh, to see uh, Samba networking tools are going to be dropped from uh, Lion. That's interesting. Does that mean, um, what does that mean, SIFs? Or uh, what, what do they use if they're not using Samba, which is a emulation of Microsoft's Landware protocol. So it's done used for file sharing with uh, Windows machines. Um, does that mean like Apple will drop support for Windows networking or will do something else? No, you got me. Got me. We'll find out. That was. I have list of... I mean, does does anyone really interested in that? Yeah, I use it all the time. No. I was like, I saw that report, and I was like, uh, okay, who cares? I right, care. Okay. Well, all right. I'm, I guess I'm one of the few people networking with Windows. Yeah, doesn't work. Oh, very and it was well. mainly because it, it was a GPL issue, right? It was they yeah. changed the license. Yeah. So uh, they'll figure they out something. Put in a commercial product anymore. You have to network with Windows. You can't not network with Windows. If you want to sell, I'm much more interested in like iOS and you know uh, AirPlay, AirPrint. Oh, I know. One, one last story: the iPad 2 went on sale uh, worldwide this week. Uh, do we have any reports uh, about availability? I know that they're going to add Radio Shack locations today. 500 Radio Shack stores will start selling the iPad 2. I guess the shortages are, are a thing of the past or soon to be. I doubt it. I think you know they've got. <laughs> They got a couple of weeks before they catch up. But look at look at this. You know, last year when they launched the iPad, it was only available at the Apple Store. Right. Now they've got it at like all a dozen locations yeah. all over the world. All over. So they've got a much, much bigger distribution uh, network. And they'll sell millions and millions and millions. Millions and millions, yeah. Our picks of the week are coming up in just a bit. But first, I want to remind you about FreshBooks.com. If you're a freelancer or a consultant, if you send invoices, you know the pain of printing and sending invoices. I, it was such a pain for me that I often would just forget about it for eight or nine months. And try getting money out of a, out of a customer eight or nine months after you did the work. Not gonna happen. That's why I was so happy in 2004 when Amber MacArthur told me about FreshBooks. And I used them for years. It's easy online invoicing. It couldn't be simpler. You go to FreshBooks.com, you can find out all about it. It's online, so that's nice, although they will, for a fee, print, stamp, and mail your invoices. There are still some old fogies who demand a paper invoice, so they will, they will do that for you. But here's the deal. I think this is really great. That invoice that comes by an email has a button on it that says, pay me now. And they can use a credit card. They can use online payment services. They can use PayPal, authorized. There's 11 online payment services. They can even set up auto payments. 
Now, that means you get paid faster. A recent survey of um, FreshBooks users found an average of two weeks faster than their old invoicing system. There's also an iPhone app that makes it easy to track hours, or you can use the web app to do that too. And those hours are automatically put right into your billing. It does estimates. You could include expenses on this. You look professional because it's got your logo on it. I'm telling you, this is the way to invoice. If you've been doing it by hand, if you've been using a spreadsheet or word processor to create your own invoices, please do me a favor. Try this free for the first three clients. For many of us, that's plenty. Just go to freshbooks.com, click the Try It Free button. If they do ask, I don't know if they ask, but at some point they may say, where'd you hear about us? You just tell them Mac Break Weekly. You can also call toll-free, 866-303-6061. Freshbooks.com. Invoicing you will love. You will love this. And, and even more, you'll love getting paid. I, uh, I use uh, a couple of freelancers that work for me uh, use that, and uh, so I, I use it. You, know, to you pay, pay them. them. It's easier, isn't and, it? Yeah, it's great. It works really well. Yeah. See, I think, you know, as somebody now who pays more invoices than he sends, uh, I think that the <laughs> the payer wants it, too, because it makes it so easy. You push a button, you just pay it, and you want to get it. You don't want to. You want to get it over with. It, the right. easier they can make you to, make it for you to just pay it, yeah. the better. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. This is a two-click uh, two right. system. You don't want to have to cut a check, put it in the mail. Uh -huh. You don't want to do all that. So that I think easy pay is the key. Let's get our uh, picks of the week. I don't know if we set you up, uh, Leander, ahead of time. Did you know that you would have to do this? Do you have some software, hardware, or other that you would like to select as a pick of the week this week? Or you can recuse yourself. Well, uh, I just started using – actually, two things. There's two apps I just started using this week, and I haven't really used them that much, so there may be problems that I haven't yet discovered. But uh, MapQuest, remember MapQuest? Yeah. They have a free app that does turn-by-turn -turn directions. Really? And I think it's the only it's the only free mapping app that does turn by turn directions. Huh. And uh, I, I was like I was so flabbergasted like Mapcast Mapcast is still they're still around yeah, yeah. wow I'll be and this this is a really good app I've uh, I've used it for a couple of things and it does you know it even does recalculating uh, if you take the wrong turn. Uh, so it will talk to you. Well. Yeah 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 and it works oh. pretty well. Cool cool. I was really surprised. All right, that's one. You said you had two. Well, I have a, the other one is a, a, a cycling app um, that I haven't actually used yet, but um, I just downloaded it. And, I, and uh, the beauty of it, it's a, it's, a, it's a GPS app that tracks a bike ride. And Which one? There's a number of them. I've used Bicycle and map, I Map My Ride. And right. This one's uh, Strava, linked to Strava.com. Strava.com. Okay. Strava.com is, a, a, is sort of, uh, it's, a, it's a website that for, for training and for, for cool. tracking bike rides. Uh, doing routes, um, and it's especially good for seeing how you how quickly you ride compared to other people on the same route. I like that. I like the competition. Yeah, exactly. And so this is actually really clever. It was just like um, you know a high. It, the, the Strava app only has three screens. The first screen you see right here, which tells you um, the time, distance, speed, um, and then one of the other screens is how well you rode a particular section compared to other people. And this is usually geared to, uh, to climbs. So, uh, you know, if this, this one particular hill, you can see where you come on the leaderboard That's cool. compared to others. And it's super clever. It's like a pinball high score system. You could be king of the mountain or queen. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love that. So, because I haven't actually, I haven't actually uh, tried this yet. And at the speed I ride, there's no way I'm going to get anywhere near the, the leaderboard at all. But I thought it was a very clever way of making... 
you know, putting some composition into into you know a fairly solitary act. Sometimes a solitary activity. Well, if you just go up a hill, nobody else goes up, or it's really a, like a not a not a steep hill. Maybe you could be the king of a king of <laughs> king of a hump. Maybe a downhill. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, back in college, I was considered the king of the hump. <laughs> that was many years ago. <laughs> Thank you, Leander. Clinton was in office. You know, it was, it was, it was a different time. It was a yeah. Times are different then. Andy Anako, your pick of the week. Uh, my pick of the week is uh, uh, is a uh, iPad mounting bracket. I'm proud to show off my kitchen, the only kitchen home improvement project that has ever really paid off well for me. Uh, this is my kitchen, one of my kitchen cupboards. And now, you open the kitchen cupboard. Hey, look, there's an iPad there. So uh, I've seen a lot of different uh, iPad mounting brackets uh, over the past year. Uh, there's this really cool one called the Pad Bracket that uh, if you go to padbracket.com, what I love about it is that, I'll just zoom in so you can see the thing a little bit better, uh, is it really is next to nothing. It's just a little clip that uh, you screw, holds in with two screws. When uh, I, I, I'm certainly not in the sort of financial league where I can afford to permanently mount an iPad anywhere and leave it there just as a permanent piece of decoration. The, the use for this is uh, always going to be. I want to just simply have a place, I like have, this. have some place handy, so that when I'm at my desk, I can eat, I can put my iPad there and use it. Uh, when I'm when I'm in the kitchen, there's and so many. And it's not attached to the wall. You just it's like a a little stand, so you can just it pick is, it up. It is it is a bracket, right? So it is a bracket that mounts with two screws. But the idea is that it's easy to put these wherever you need them to go. I love this and idea. And when you when you don't have the iPad in there. It, it it's not like you have this big ugly frame just bolted to the wall. I'm gonna mount uh, this to my you... forehead, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe my wife's forehead. She says I'm no, always looking at the iPad when I should be talking to her. Actually, actually, maybe you can get one of those like Bob Dylan style harmonica stands and put this pad bracket <laughs> on it for the harmonica. Walk around. Have, a picture, have a picture of your face. <laughs> only only you're smiling and cheerful and approachable. So if you're having a bad day, you can right. just be behind the iPad like. Oh, I shit. am happy now. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> this is a Hello, very, Richard. very good idea. Yeah. Uh, it, it, as I said, it's it's simple, it's direct. It doesn't it doesn't make more of itself than it does. The only the only thing is that obviously, if you're looking for something that will, uh, if you if you bump against your iPad or if you there's an earthquake or if uh, you uh, in, in this <laughs> in this door thing, if you if you you can knock the iPad out right. of the bracket if you have a desire to knock the iPad out of the bracket right. or if you're really really careful careless. It's not designed to be a permanent bracket of any kind, but it makes it really, really easy, especially for like a kitchen application like this, where, you know, when the, when the door is open, I can see my recipe. I can see Walton Brown walking me through how to make a, uh, make a Diogenesian uh, apple crumb cake exactly the way that the chemical, the chemical gastronomists said that you're supposed to do it. But when I don't need it, the door is closed and I don't have this, uh, I don't have this bracket or this, this anything else uh, messing up the rest of my house. So really like it a lot. Uh, it's twenty nine ninety nine, but I think it's worth it. I, I'm, uh, I, 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 as, soon as, as soon as I realized that that was exactly where I needed to go, uh, I'm really glad that I installed this. I've been, using, I've been, I've been really stupidly overambitious with my meals for the past four days, <laughs> ever since, ever, ever since having this pad bracket in there. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm glad I have. I just live in the kitchen now with my pad bracket. <laughs> I love my pad bracket. You know what? I think that tonight we'll have rice and beans. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pad bracket in the kitchen. You know, I, I, I think you are. You might have already picked this, Andy, but uh, just in case you didn't, I, I have to say, I, uh, this is the, uh, we, we talked about this before, the, um, the uh, HDMI adapter 
$40 at the Apple Store for the uh, iPad. Yep. And I'm thrilled with how well it works, it, especially if you're putting this on a big screen TV or any, you know, a nice quality screen. The iPad Absolutely looks does. great and a great way to play games and so forth. It has a USB connector, too, so you could plug this into the wall and keep the iPad charged. Have you found another use for that USB connector? Does that give you uh, USB access? Uh, another another dock connector? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I tried to find out if uh, when I when I had the uh, I tried to find out if I could uh, uh, give a GarageBand demonstration and have both the USB mm. camera adapter plugged in, and, yeah. and unfortunately, did not work. Oh, uh, I think I think it's the only things I've been able to get get this this second uh, dock adapter to work with is oops, I think I've. My cable's wrapped around something. Uh, uh, that's again. That's why I was the king of the hump back in college. Hey, hey! Uh, I go. I go. Like the only thing I can get that the second dock adapter to work with is uh, charge and sync. Okay. So I don't know if there. I don't know if you can do anything else with it. I couldn't. I couldn't get a microphone. Working that makes with sense. It, so. That's what it's designed uh, to do. But yeah, really. no, it, it is. Says. And and it, sh and it should be mentioned that if you have the iPad, it, it it will only do the mirroring if you have the iPad two. Uh, it will work with HD as an HDMI second screen if you have an iPad 1. If you have an iPad 2, the old-fashioned VGA adapter will also do live mirroring through VGA. But I, the killer app for this is just you have a big 42-inch, 50-inch, 60-inch right. TV in your Amazing. house. And the ability to have whatever happens on this happens on that. Uh, just makes this so much more valuable to you. Well, and I uh, should mention, in the Apple Store, they bill this as also working with the iPhone and the iPod Touch, as well as the iPad 1 and 2. But as yeah. you say, uh, it will have to be an app that's enabled for sending video out. So... Um but but well, I mean, for, for a lot of apps work that way. For instance, yeah. uh, the the squirrel video that you that I've been playing all day uh, is actually the f uh, coming directly from the Dropbox app. Uh, and there it does nothing. It does nothing more than simply uh, understand that, uh, uh, see that there's a second video monitor attached, and simply send the video through there. So, so lots of existing apps already support. Yeah, and if you if so does I the iTunes uh, thing. So if you've got a video on your on your iTunes and you've got this connected, uh, you could also I presume send the video out uh, to the to the TV set. It is nice on the iPad too because you get 1080p video, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. So that's, uh, I think it was uh, $39 at the uh, Apple Store. And um, I think that's pretty neat. Pretty nifty. Pretty cool. Lots of people have been asking me since I've been showing the iPad 2. I changed my wallpaper to this great live.twit.tv wallpaper. And people have been asking me where they can get that. It's on our Twit Wiki. It was designed by Rob G of failedskateboards.com. That's a great skateboard designer. And he did it. It's just kind of a cool kind of punk uh, design with some splattered paint. We made a T-shirt out of these, actually, that we... Uh, we gave away at South by Southwest. Those are collector's items because uh, they were printed backwards. Uh, so instead of twit, it's toot. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, but if you do want this, it is free. In fact, we have a version for the uh, iPad, uh, the iPhone, and desktops as well. If you go to wiki, W-I-K-I dot twit dot TV, and then search. You, the easiest thing is a kind of longer URL, but if you search on wiki dot twit dot TV for desktops, uh, that's the page, D-E-S-K-T-O-P-S. -E and there's some other uh, Twit desktops there as well. Um, some, but this is a great one. Rob G did such a nice job. So that's a, not exactly a pick. That's a freebie. But a lot of people have been asking me where to get that great live.twit.tv desktop I use on the iPad. That's where I got it. I guess then you, what, you email it to yourself or something? I, I can't remember how I did it. <laughs> hey, uh, it's so good to have you. Leander Connie is uh, from the Cult of Mac. Cultofmac.com. A great website for people who want to know about Macintosh. Anything you want to plug, Leander? As long as we got you here, you you, you oh, plug away. Yeah, or anything. Uh, you want to plug your uh, your hill ride? Anything? 
was going to talk about, actually, I discovered a really cool uh, hack for the uh, camera connector kit for the, uh, for the well, iPad. The, I, you know, I didn't mention our article, your article on that. What, tell us about that. I haven't written it, I haven't written this one up yet. Okay. Um, I just discovered this, but you can uh, use uh, any flashcard as a storage device for the iPad by plugging so it into the camera connector. Camera connector. And the trick there is wow. to you have to rename uh, whatever you load onto it to disguise it to pretend it's like a um, a picture that was taken by a camera. So, uh, in other words, you put it in the uh, if it's a memory card, there's a DCIM folder that most cameras right. use to store pictures. Right. And if you, you can load on a bunch of videos in there uh, <laughs> and just rename them um, to be, you know, um, uh, I, uh, I'm sorry, it has to be eight characters. So, you know, 00013.jpg. So oh, but then you can import that, it, that into, the, uh, into the iPad uh, and it'll play, you know, if it's a movie, if it's a full-length movie, it'll play uh, inside QuickTime. Wow. So you're not supposed to do this. You know, this is not, this is kind of a little bit of a hack. And you can, uh, it, it'll, it'll, so you can buy a 16 gigabyte um, iPad and, you know, then get a couple of bunch of big memory cards and it'll, you know, infinitely expand the memory of the iPad. Oh, that's really interesting. The story movies and music and other, you know, sort of any, any kind of file that'll play PDFs, Word documents, whatever you like. Actually, I guess that's kind of like that Dropbox hack that you're doing, Andy, except that you can take it right off the Flash instead of off a of Dropbox. I'll have to, I'll yeah, have to try that. I, yeah. I know, I know the camera connection kit works uh, through the pictures and the movies apps, so that it will, uh, rather, uh, through the picture roll, if it's a iPad-compatible video file, just import it as though it was a video camera that it was importing a piece of video. I didn't know that you could put a PDF on that card and it will cool. open the PDF. You're saying it will open the PDF as though it were stored locally? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, any any file that uh, the iPad will open, you can you can store on the uh, on the external card that's or even a, a thumb drive. That's a heck how do you that. how do you navigate to it? Uh, you plug it in, and it brings up the um, uh, the uh, the photo app. You know, through the photo app, and then that's you just do import, okay. import all, or import selected, and it'll pull so it into the. Uh, so so we'll import the PDF uh, and or the Word file or whatever into the Pictures app. Apparently, yeah. You know, I actually wow. I've only done it with videos and. Um, did I do it with a PDF? I might have done it with a PDF too, but uh, from from what I recall, yeah, they said it worked with um, uh, you know different different types. Any any kind of file that the iPad can read. Well, I hope you will write that up and put it on cultofmac.com. There's a how to's yeah, yeah. section uh, there. Great place to find out about a lot of cool things. You've got hundreds of tips there, and of course, news, reviews, apps, and deals. Cultofmac.com. It's been going well since you uh, spun this off. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's it's great. Really well. We're so glad you did that. I think that's uh, brilliant. Me too. I'm all for the uh, the individual media entrepreneur, as you might know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, one day I have to uh, open up a studio next to yours up in Petaluma. Deal. Actually, that's a great idea. A lot of people have been like saying that they should. That I should get off of Mac Break Weekly since I'm an Apple hater. So maybe we'll just have <laughs> you take it over. You do a good job throwing a critical eye onto Such it. Such an Apple hater. Hate Apple. That's why I bought. I spend. Somebody, somebody says you don't have to give Steve Jobs two hundred dollars to appear on uh, on Mac Break Weekly. You give him thousands of dollars a month. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> Andy Anako is at the Celestial Waste of Bandwidth. That's where he and the squirrels appear. <laughs> www.cwob.com. You can. <laughs> I love it that they appear on command. Apparently. <laughs> 
Yes. You can also read his stuff at the Chicago Sun-Times. Andy, got my hands. Thank you all for joining us. We do Mac Break Weekly every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, live.twit.tv. Stay tuned. Our new uh, show, photo show, Mostly Photo, is coming up in just a bit with Lisa Betney, Mostly Lisa. Uh, we have moved net at night to a new time and a new day and a new name. It's called The Social Hour now. Sarah Lane and Amber MacArthur host that. We do that now Mondays at 11 a.m. We're trying to get good, strong content Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. And I think we've finally done it. So Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time for The Social Hour. The first issue of The Social Hour is up uh, in the old... If you're already a subscriber to Net at Night, you'll get it. It's in the old Net at Night feed. Twit.tv slash N-A-T-N. We should probably alias... Uh, uh, social hour or something. We haven't done that yet, though. But a great show uh, with two of my favorite people in the world, uh, Sarah Lane and Amber MacArthur. Uh, let's see. What else? Anything else to promote? We're going to be at NAB in a couple of weeks covering the National Association of Broadcasters show. Lots for people like you, Leander. Lots of interesting stuff about doing it yourself when it comes to broadcasting. And we'll yeah, it's a great show. I remember yeah. seeing the big helicopters and all the other, you know, massive TV equipment they have there, satellite bands. <laughs> yeah. Very cool show. Yeah, I, I'm looking for, for a helicopter. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want the twi Twitcopter. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Break time's over. Get back to work. Bye bye.